0: It wasn't a real long time ago that we had Lillian come speak to us, and I hope you remember some of the things she told us um, about herself then, and, and I am very pleased to welcome you back this morning, Lillian Lillian Moskalin. Thank you very much for having invited me to speak and to receive the Emerson Award. I don't believe I would be standing here if, it were, if I were not a member of the Loretto community because I'm not a natural activist or philanthropist. I can't even say the word. Uh, but I am that through their example and uh, opportunities I've learned by being associated with this wonderful organization, the Loretto Community, which is also known as the Sisters of Loretto or Friends of Mary at the Foot of the Cross. If you ever happen to be in Kentucky, there is a Narynx, Kentucky, just a few miles off the highway, uh, where the Sisters are still located and where you can see uh, places that were home to the three ladies who started the Sisters of Loretto. And they welcome guests very well, just as you do. When you invited me for this honor, I researched what a liberal religion is. <laughs> and that although at the present, the Catholic Church seems to be drawing its wagons in a circle, it is truly a liberal and a full in a full and correct respect because for Catholics, the church is not the hierarchy. The church is the people within the church, the people of God as you are. And a very important precept of our church is that each person is is to form their right conscience and to follow it even if it conflicts with church teaching Loretto has also some precepts which are part of our constitution that I've brought also, and I'd like to read a few. Um, they may be familiar to you who know your own precepts, and I'm going to try to stick to my script so that I don't talk like I did last time and go way over, so I'll try to be really good. One of the, uh, in this book, I Am the Way, we state what Loretto is. And we have uh, uh, areas of following Christ, charism, becoming a member, membership, coordinating faith, ecclesiastic, and the nitty gritty things of what an institution is. But we try to stay very close to what we say. And so that you understand Loretto, In uh, item 33 of our Constitution, it says, As we stand with Mary at the foot of the cross, we strive to bring the healing spirit of God into our world, and we commit ourselves to improving the conditions of those who suffer from injustice, oppression, deprivation, and deprivation of dignity. In this way, we participate in the Church's mission of proclaiming and transforming love of God. Another very important one... Oop, I copped a pee. (laughs) Another one is that um, cooperation with others engaged in creating a more just and peaceful world is crucial to fruitful mission. Can you hear your own in there? The Spirit of God, number 41 is not bound. It reveals itself in the lives of everyone. Even as we give to our our others, we acknowledge our need to learn from those to whom we are sent. And we're taught to listen, to, to be aware that we are sent and that we are sent to those whom we hope will receive us but at least whom God wants us to be with. There are two statutes I'd like to read here. We affirm the priority of persons over institutions as a guide in making decisions and choices in this community of Loretto. We respect the courage of our members to act on their Christian convictions. Although we may not arrive at a common application of the gospel, to any particular issue. We affirm and honor one another's personal integrity and decisions of conscience in the search for what is just. In Loretto, we really, really stand by that. And Loretto has helped me to become a better Catholic, to stay with it, number one, and to work within it. Today, and since 1971, the name Loretto Community incorporates two types of membership in Loretto the sisters who make public profession of vows, and the co members who affiliate with the spirit and mission of the community. I belong to the latter. I'm not a sister, but I am a co member. If you go to Narynx and you find out a little bit about Loretto, you will find that there are Lorettos in 16 of our United States. We're in the countries of Bolivia, Chile, China, Ghana, Pakistan, Uganda, France, the Netherlands. And until recently, very recently, this last year, as a matter of fact, we were in Syria. When I say we, it only it can be maybe one or two Loretto's, but we all are involved in the mission of Loretto. So we participate in whatever way we can, whether we travel there to volunteer for time, Sometimes up to a year, one of our sisters is in Pakistan right now during some of the, well, we have three Pakistani sisters also who are in the midst of of great turmoil because they're educating girls as well as boys. Uh, We have a sister in Uganda, where Uganda is suffering great damage right now. Um, A very dear friend of mine is in Bolivia, where another dear friend of mine died about six years ago. In China, we had to leave when the government of Mao came to be, but we left a seed there that we even didn't realize we had left because we were told that the sisters whom we had, uh, the Chinese sisters whom we had uh, welcomed into our society, had all been killed or their work had been taken away from them and then one day we, a, a young woman called Clara Sang who is now here in the United States came and she's brought back the message uh, as well as a, a sister Isabel a Chinese woman who has died that Loretto is alive and well in China and that that group has multiplied so we we we've been rejoicing over that. I belong to the committee that works for Ghana, and we work to again educate um, boys and girls, especially uh, there. And so um, we do work. We we try to earn funds. We send funds when we can, or we travel there. Uh, two of our sisters travel to Africa regularly carrying whatever we can give to them. Uh, one, is, one works especially with AIDS, which is such a difficult, uh, a difficult problem in Africa right now. So you see, when one Loretto is at any place, all Loretto's are there through prayer, monetary assistance, and even volunteer visits. I joined Loretto as a co-member in 1993 to the delight of my older sister, who is a sister of Loretto for the past 63 years. She's older. Keep that in mind. And I have walked among the women who live this, the statements of that Constitution, and number 36 of that constitution, we say we work for justice and act for peace because the gospel urges us to. To understand what Loretto has become today, you have to know a little bit about a woman called Sister Mary Luke Tobin. Mary Luke was the uh, mother general of Loretto in the old days, in 1958. And she Was She was crossing uh, actually over to Europe. She was the head of something called LCWR that the Vatican is jumping on right now because they say we're too liberal. Uh, But she was in uh, charge of that organization at that time. And uh, she was crossing on a ship to go to Europe for something, and she got a telegram. And she said, you have to stop in... In Rome, and you have to prepare to stay because you're invited to the Vatican II Council. She was among three American women out of 15 women who were invited to be silent but listen at the Council. Well, Mary Luke took it totally to heart, and she had a lot of friends who were at the Council. And I'm going to use her own words because it's, it's interesting to me. Um, she had one uh, friend, a dear friend, who was named Cardinal Suenens and another who was Hardig, uh, Cardinal Hardig. So uh, let's see if I can find that page right away. She said, um, we on the, uh, uh, whoops, let me find number two. Here it is. Pope Paul VI invited me to go and once I was in Rome I was interviewed by a man who issued the identification cards and said quote, now you understand that women have been invited to attend these sessions as auditors so you listen, you don't speak. Incidentally, Protestant churches were also there as observers and they could also not speak, they were to observe only. Well, When he said that, she says, so I decided right then and there that I would not miss a single session. And at the end of the second session of Vatican II, my friend Cardinal Suinen stood up and said, it is strange that we are talking about the church and half the church is not here. Mary Luke says, I've often pictured those bishops looking at each other and asking, who didn't show? (laughs) That was her. While the women were not allowed to speak at the assembly, three of them, because of their friendship with the Cardinals, and uh, Cardinal Suenens and Cardinal Bernard Herring was his name, uh, were officially appointed to commissions that prepared the documents for the bishops to vote on. So they would get together at night and they would write these documents and the bishops then would vote on them the next day, even though they weren't allowed to speak. Bishop, uh, or Cardinal Harding was one of the big influences influences of Vatican II, and he's the one that had suggested that women be included in this way since they couldn't be included in any other way. Uh, And then she goes on to say, all three of us were appointed to the commission that put together the document, the church and the modern world. That's a very important document in in the uh, Vatican Council notes. We on the commission were discussing the place of women in the Catholic Church. And a great Dominican theologian prepared parts of the document for us. Now this is what I think should be in there about women. I remember the expert saying when he read the long, beautiful, flowery sentence and asked, what do you think about that? And she said, you can forget the flowers... You can forget the sentiment. Instead, simply say that women wish to be treated as full human persons that they are in the church, and that's enough. Yes, I agree, and we're still battling that. We're still battling that. Women are part of our Catholic Church, but they're not recognizing full not as full members of the church, until we are fully recognized. And it is fully recognized that the personhood is what the whole woman's movement in the church is based on, that we are full persons. She says, I think that Christian feminists are saying a simple thing. They want people to realize that the Catholic Church is the church for all of us because as soon as you leave women out of any aspect of the church, it is no longer a complete church. She knew. But I love this next story, she said. I've always laughed, along with my friends, who said that if I ever hear an anti-woman homily preached at Mass, I'm going to get up, genuflect politely, and I'm going to walk, oh no, I'm not going to walk out of church. I'm going to go over to the first station of the cross and begin, and begin making the stations of the cross. The whole congregation will concentrate on me and they would be looking at me saying, what is that kooky lady doing? But I would simply direct myself to my devotions while this homily goes on. I'd continue through all the stations and then I'd genuflect and I'd leave the church, the building. And someone asked, "And would you wave on the way?" Oh yes, I would wave on the way. So, Mary Luke was a dancer. She had taught dancing before she became a sister, and she was a wonder. She danced to the, even when she had Alzheimer's into the into the day she died. She danced, and we do a lot of of dancing in Loretto, ceremonial dancing as well. But Loretto is a very feminist organization, and feminists search for a deeper way of looking at some of the obvious problems of the world. They question many of our accepted cultural practices, like teaching boys, boys violence, we live in a violent age, and the Rambos of this world are the ones that get respect and loyalty from people sometimes. Last year, I had the privilege of being elected to the community by the General Assembly of Loretto to serve for three years as, on the community forum, which is the governing structure in place to assist and advise the president in matters of importance to the community. As we are a canonical institution, co-members can only serve as an advisory capacity officially. But everything we recommend seems to become law. So it's interesting that our recommendations are not understood by the men in in Rome. Uh, For the past four years, I've worked as an editor of a publication called The Interchange. I talked about before. And if any of you are interested, uh, Barbara mentioned LorettoCommunity.org, and it's there also, the interchange. The uh, friend of mine who just had to leave Syria, she and her husband, Gabe Hook, uh, she's a co-member, is pictured in this next interchange. For the past uh, 11 years, I've worked in the Loretto Investment uh, Committee, we're, we were established, we, every committee is established by an assembly in Loretto, and we're established into the Justice and Peace Committee, which has subcommittees of disarmament, women's network, special needs, racial justice, and investment. Uh, my husband, John, is a new co-member to Loretto, and along with two uh, other uh, Shreve Porters, Gay and Jim Lennox, and... Um, He's on the Racial Justice Committee. I'm on the investment. The sisters, uh, in, seven, in 1972, opened up the uh, Loretto to co-members. At first, it was just at the request of former sisters who had left the order and wanted still to associate with Loretto and associate with their work. Mary Luke and her real close friend, Helen Sanders, were the visionaries of Loretto. And sadly for us, uh, Mary Luke died in 2006 and uh, Helen died uh, in 2009, I believe. But they've gathered with these sisters and they said, well, let's let's have co-members. You can do all the work that you want to do within Loretto because you are part of our, our mission and you believe in our mission. So they started co-membership. And somebody said to, to Helen, who was the one who started it first, why don't you call them associates? Other religions, other non-organizations, uh, call them associates. And she said, no, no, no. We have to call them co-members because we want them to eventually be total members as co-members. And she envisioned the fact that the sisters would diminish with age, and in this day and age, we have maybe four sisters, four women who come into the church to become sisters of Loreto. Granted, we we always have uh, women who've already educated or lived a life uh, on their own for a while. But she envisioned that the co-members now uh, are 256 strong, and 246 sisters at this time. So she envisioned that that the group would be important and that we should be fully participating members. And she said if we call them associates, then they are not full members. Um, So there was vision even, even at that time in 1972. The investment committee that I work on began in 1974 with Loretto's blessing, Loretto's money, and uh, we uh, do alternate investments, organizations that need a low percentage of uh, interest. And we are the highest percentage we have is with one that is a bank at 5% interest. Most of them are 1% or 2% that we loan our money to. And we start helping out businesses that are working for justice and peace. So that's uh, the work that I do. Um, we also educate Loretto, and I was privileged to, be, to give a Webex. We use a lot of Webex meetings, uh, and I gave a Webex presentation to one of the schools about investment. Uh, recently, Loretto spoke before the shareholders of General Dynamics, and Garnish, they uh, received 33% of the vote of the shareholders meeting, and even so, it's an astronomical number, and even so that the board uh, chair and the CEO invited our representative, Sister Marianne McGivern, to the podium to begin developing a policy for human rights in general dynamics. She's done changes with Caterpillar. We've done uh, changes with Walmart. We've done, worked with uh, Yum, which is... Uh, um, Pizza Hut and it's um, uh, Burger King and uh, institutions like that. Because of irregularities and lack of justice issues, it's always justice issues that we work for. And Marianne is a whiz. She can talk to any CEO that you want to know about uh, and uh, works that way. So as I said before, I would not be standing before you if I had not been influenced by the Sisters of Loretto and become a member I'm not really an activist even though I do work in that issue I've marched even and that's that's not in my character it's something that I've had to learn to grow with and I've enjoyed every moment of it the task of saving the world is daunting you know you know that and so uh, it can be very oppressive as Barbara said but there's never anything oppressive in, my, in the Loretto organization. It's women filled with joy and, and hope, and that's the important part. Mary Luke's book was Hope is an Open Door, and it really, really is. Being part of Loretto community has taught me from grade school onward because I was educated by the Sisters of Loretto that it's the little things we do added to the work of many that is so important. It doesn't have to be big, but it has to be unified. I live by our mission statement, and that's statement number 35 in I Am the Way. It says, our life and community in the present time empowers us for mission and is itself an expression of mission. Thank you very much for everything.